If you've ever been to a UW-Badgers hockey game or some other college hockey game, you might be familiar with the Civ chant. When the, so when the Badgers score, the student section yells, Civ, Civ, over and over again while pointing emphatically at the opposing team's goalie. Or even at the beginning of the game, during the school song, during the On Wisconsin, every word simply gets sung as Civ, 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 something like that. Again, while pointing to the goalie. Now the word Civ shows up in our first reading from Sirach, saying, as the sieve is shaken, the husks appear, so, do, so is the heart, the faults of the heart visible when one speaks. A sieve is a screen or mesh filter used to separate the larger particles from smaller, unwanted particles. For instance, during the gold rush, they would separate the gold nuggets from the unwanted excess sand. So when the student section during the hockey game chants Civ at a goalie, they are metaphorically stating that the goalie is a mere mesh filter with many, many holes that let the puck through. So while the game plan for the fans, for the student section, seems more or less aimed against the other team, at least Civ is better than some other words, the game plan for the hockey players themselves has to be both defensive and offensive in the positive sense. And so for Lent, too, we really do need to have a game plan, and we've got three days to figure it out. I'm going to offer this morning a three-part game plan based on this image of a sieve. So here it is. One, sift out the excess. Two, add to the gold. And three, throw out the trash or the junk. Sift out the excess, add to the gold, and throw out the trash. To sift out the excess, what we can do is give up something good that we overindulge in. There's so much in our life that, yes, is indeed good, but we consume too much of it or have too much of it, or eat too much of it, or look at it too much, whatever it is, give up one good thing that we don't need as a way to sift through what's left, to reveal the gold and to reveal the junk. I remember going to Wisconsin Dells as a youngster and getting to go to this place where they let you, quote-unquote, pan for gold, and they give you a pile of sand and a sieve, and I would always end up with some pretty neat rocks or false gold and some rocks that just had to be thrown out, like gravel. But you had to get rid of the sand to see what's in there. So I I realize you're probably pros at finding things to give up, but some ideas might be food, certain foods to give up, certain websites, maybe certain news websites that you go to a lot, Maybe a certain app that you look at a lot that maybe isn't so necessary, like some social media apps. Maybe give up coffee. Although, don't give up something which in doing is going to make you unbearable to other people. (laughs) Pray about it. Discern it. The point is that by giving something up that we don't really need, we will be able to see the gold and the trash. So step two of the game plan is to add to the gold. Well, what is this gold? 
is the fruit of God's grace in our life. It's those holy practices that open us to God's grace as well. So we can add one thing daily and one thing weekly, which will place ourselves in the position to receive God's grace. St. Paul wrote, Be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So what can help us stay firm and steadfast in the work of the Lord? The first time I went on a silent retreat was during college, way up in the North Woods during the winter, and so I walked out onto the frozen lake to look at the stars, and I laid down on this lake and peered up at the sky and began to pray, and as I was praying, the ice was actually rumbling beneath me, sort of like Lake Winnebago was last week with all of the wind and people fishing and I know there were a couple loud cracks and rumbles that startled me when I was trying to sturgeon spear. I didn't see anything. But on that retreat, during that time, praying, looking up at the stars, what happened was that God revealed to me the vanity in my life, touching at this big question, why am I doing all that I'm doing? What's it all for? And in a very short time, God gave me the grace to desire to glorify him in what I do and to serve him in all things. The point is, is that when we take time for silence, God can speak even through the rumbling. I think also of Friday night, a good number of parishioners came to pray in adoration before the Eucharist together with Father Tom and I. We're praying here for peace in the world and praying for Ukraine and uniting ourselves with those who were kneeling very likely before the Eucharist at the very same time throughout the world, even amidst that type of rumbling. Jesus talks about the fruit our lives bear, either good or evil, and we need silence to bear that good fruit. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, had on her business card, not her phone number or address, but simply these words. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service. And the fruit of service is peace. The fruit of peace is silence. The fruit of silence. It could go on and on. And so one thing to do would be to commit to five or ten minutes of silence, silent prayer, no phone, no noise, each day during Lent. Just raising one's heart in prayer to God and listening for the Lord. It can simply be one of those non-negotiable things that we do each and every day, like brushing your teeth. Another option to add to the gold is making a morning offering. So what is my first thought when I wake up each day? You can think about even this morning, it wasn't too long ago. What was your first thought today? We can give our first fruits of the day, those most precious moments, to the Lord. What I like to do is say, thank you, Jesus, for this day. I offer it to you. As opposed to checking the phone and catching up on things and, or getting angry at the alarm clock. That can be a big thing, right? What are my first thoughts of the day? 
Other daily options, pray the rosary each day. Say a chapel of divine mercy each day, whatever it might be. And then on a weekly level, it's good to add to the gold as well. Perhaps try to find a time to come to a weekday mass once per week. Or pray the Stations of the Cross each Friday as a family. Or volunteer your time once per week, maybe at the fish fry. Be a lot of fun. But whatever it is, add to the gold. Finally, throw out the trash. So to throw out the trash, what does this mean? It's we can try to root out one sin in our life. Sins have roots. They're a bit deeper. And the roots are what cause us to have bad fruit in our lives, as Jesus was referring to. There's a difference between throwing out the bad fruit itself, which is going to confession, which we do need to do, because who likes a month-old, smelly garbage can sitting around? But actually getting to the root of the sin. To do that, we need to ask God to help us, one, but we also usually need to replace it with a virtue. So, for example, the, yesterday, the last thing that I had for lunch was some barbecue Lay's potato chips. And, you know, I was trying to get some vegetables in for the day. And I noticed for the first time on the back of the bag, there's this tagline that said, can't stop eating them. Can't stop eating them. And it was true. I felt like, well, I, maybe I should check myself here. I'm eating a lot of these, right? Maybe I should stop. Um, perhaps the sin is to root out overeating or gluttony. And a good way to do that would be to practice the virtue of self-control. So one thing one could do for Lent was, is to not eat snacks in between the main meals. Complaining. To root complaining out, we can practice the virtue of gratitude. So at the end of the day, find five things to be grateful for and pray a glory be. Judgment. Jesus talking about that whole taking the beam out of our eye first, right? So when we notice a thought of judgment or irritation or some overconcern about the speck in another's eye, which will happen, we can use that temptation as an opportunity to develop the virtue of prayer, of intercessory prayer. So use that temptation as a reminder to pray for that person. So here's three steps for our game plan in Lent. And to do this, it's best to talk through it, first with the Lord in prayer, but also with one another. Talking through it's going to sift through those ideas that are good, those that are bad, especially in our particular situations. I definitely encourage someone in the home to lead that discussion. Men, men, the ladies always tend to lead the discussions about faith, so maybe step up and lead this discussion about the family game plan. Sift out the excess by giving one thing up. Add to the good by the gold by adding a daily and weekly holy practice. Throw out the trash by striving to root out one sin. In the end, brothers and sisters, the goal is to follow Christ more earnestly, to become more like the teacher by disciplines which help us to be disciples, so that throughout Lent we might more fully experience the life suffering, death, and finally Easter resurrection of Jesus in our own lives.